Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Folks, welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know. As always, I'm Father Nathan Goble. I'm here joined with the pastor of Holy Protection Catholic Church, Byzantine Catholic Church in Denver, Colorado, Father Michael O'Loughlin. Thanks for coming on the show. Very welcome. Always good to be on. So Catholic Stuff is a podcast where we talk about stuff that's Catholic, and you should know it because we tell you to. <sighs> we demand. We demand. You know these things. If you want to go to heaven. So I, uh, I don't know if that uh, little promo that I did for um, our uh, Catholic swag shop is still up, but do you know how many takes I did of that thing? <laughs> I think you uploaded three. Dude, it was exhausting. <laughs> really? It was exhausting, yeah. And then right after I finished that, that's whenever I went, I think that's when I went into the bathroom. Um, uh, I think, I, I don't know if I said this last time, but I took a leak and then went to wash my hands okay. and uh, washed my hands, turned towards the door, reached into my pocket to grab my phone to see when my next appointment was okay. and dropped my phone in the toilet. Oh. <laughs> So the last thing I did on my old phone was uh, record those stupid things and upload it. Record the promo. It is so hard. It's so hard to do like things quick. Oh. That's why they always fast forward those people because I was like, I can't keep up with this. What do you mean quick? Like just I like, tried to keep it under like a minute oh, or I see. Yeah. You know, 30 seconds or whatever. And yeah. then it was just like, I looked down, it's like already two minutes and 30 seconds. It's and like, a- Andrea gave you like points you needed to hit. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, okay. yeah. Make sure you say yeah. these things. So I thought it was great because it was it got all the, it got everything out there, and then it was I was waiting for the humor, and it came at the very end. Micro machines think yeah. big, like small. <laughs> um, yeah. So the uh, I think I think most of the shirts are have sold by now. Yeah, I think most of them have sold a week ago. Yeah. I we 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 have a lot more women's shirts. So yes. if there's some thinner guys, Father Jason Wunsch. <laughs> If you're looking for a shirt, maybe you could slip into a women's, you know, small. Be a good bike jersey on you. Yeah, right. <laughs> like a bib, it hangs down a little low. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Guys like the t-shirts. I don't know what the ladies like. Supposedly, there's a lot of ladies buying guys t-shirts, too. Well, they're very kind. Maybe for gifts or uh, what do you want to sleep in them or something? I don't know. Moo-moos. Whatever, whatever girls Catholic with, stuff moo-moos. <laughs> We could do but that. There has been a confusion. Um, we are giving away different shirts, different at seek shirts that, that you cannot buy. We're so not allowed to sell them. We're not. So you just you had to go to seek, and we'll find some creative way of handing out these these seek t shirts that are unique to them. And I'll I'll say this: it has our um, our mascot on the front. Yeah, and uh, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I did research t shirt cannons last night. <laughs> I don't know how big this room is that we're going to be podcasting in, but that would be amazing. Don't tell Seek, yeah. but I'm going to try to sneak in a uh, t-shirt cannon, and uh, they are expensive. Oh, I bet. If there's like a mascot or a high school that has a t-shirt cannon, if you could bring that, I'd really appreciate it. If one of you wouldn't mind assaulting the mascot of whatever school or yeah. team you have and stealing the t-shirt cannon from them that'd be great i mean honestly if if seek conference if somebody showed up in a mascot conference costume yeah. <laughs> like i don't care who you are like that's so baller <laughs> yeah so you do have a couple masks masks you have your cat mask your cat head i could bring the cat you could, head. You could just true. drive have your mullet hanging out the back of the cat <laughs> head. <laughs> yeah 
So anyways, um, if you're looking for Christmas gifts, you're either going to have to get online ASAP or um, you're going to have to go to Seek and tell them it's coming after Christmas. So important question, is a t-shirt can and a hot dog can the same thing? Yeah, well, they're similar. And actually, I'm nervous about it because somebody recently was shot in the face with a hot dog cannon uh, and they sued Oh, so um, if you're going to seek conference, um, <laughs> we'll have to have them sign a waiver. Yeah, before sign, we start a, sign a waiver. Um, but then, uh, if you get a chance, you got to see that, that video of uh, CU Boulder's mascot. <laughs> did you see that chip? Did. He like was holding the t-shirt <laughs> cannon backwards, and he shot himself. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Did you see the one of the the gender reveal? This guy's holding a little cannon that shoots the the colored powder into the air. Yeah. And he had it backwards, too. And so it was like, all right, gender reveal for the only child you're ever going to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So anyways, um, yeah, check it out. So uh, we are recording. This is our first session, you and I, right? Yeah. Down in the, um, down in the uh, bridal chamber. You know, I, I, need, I need to complain, actually, first. Oh wow! I really liked leaning back in a recliner right. rather than sitting at a table, and I really liked having the fire. What fire? We used to have, we had a fire a couple times when when we we we'd podcast. Oh upstairs, yeah yeah yeah. We do the uh, fireside chats. That's true. Yeah, I did um, like that. Well, um, yeah, I don't know how we're going to do that. Well. I can find a match. <laughs> the other thing is, um, eventually, I think we're going to move this table into there. Yeah, move the couch out. And then move the. Um, we have two recliners upstairs mm. that we could move down. Yeah, that'd be nice. And then we could actually put them on stands. That'd be nice. Yeah. This is much more professional. That's why I did that intro oh, at is. the beginning. Okay. Yeah, it does feel more professional. So I did a uh, shout out to the um, to the Welsh boys from uh, uh, Holy Family High School in Saint Joan of Arc Church. Okay. Uh, Aiden and Colin. Um, Aiden is in the um, is in the uh, broadcasting. Uh, club uh, debate team, something oh, like that, speech okay. team. Okay. Um, and they won a big competition. And uh, I used to be on speech on speech team as well. Okay. And one of the things that they recommend is instead of having papers, you know, because yeah. people can hear you rustling papers, you just clip them to a manila folder, and then you know it doesn't sound oh, it doesn't sound as much. Yeah. So that's what I remembered, but uh, I forgot my paper clip. So you're hearing okay. hearing the papers. So, anyways, um, here we go. Is is that really your notes for this podcast? Yeah. Oh my gosh, you put me to shame. It's yeah, like typed I put, out, typed out, and then like added. Yep. Notes and pen, and then highlighted. Right. That's like three different times you sat down to prepare this podcast. That's right. Yeah. Well, I didn't exactly prepare this podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, is that homily notes? <laughs> no. Okay. Can we just change the subject? <laughs> that talk notes? Yeah, these are talk notes. This is the talk I gave at um, uh, Books Parish, mm. Light of the World. Okay. Christmas, Light of the World, Catholic Church in Littleton. <laughs> um, yeah, so Father Matt asked me to do this talk, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is fine, I'll do it. And I, I actually researched a lot for it, so I, I was like thinking to myself... What should I podcast on? And eventually I'm like, well, I just did a topic. But I, I, I have some other thoughts after giving this talk that I would like uh, to hear your thoughts on. Right. And it means that we have another one in the hopper. And it's good information. Okay. So thanks for outing me. 
<laughs> you did not need to tell the truth on that. I had no idea. That's fine. Yeah. I'm an honest <laughs> man. Um, here we go. If you could ask for one virtue, like from the little grab bag of virtues, yes. what would you choose? Now, I, I'm not too sure of like the the like the Thomistic designation of virtues, but what I'm thinking is is wisdom. Awesomeness. Just all around awesomeness. Invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sweet. Uh, oh man. Dude, if <laughs> if I could go invisible, if I could go invisible, I would have to say that I would have I would need to be invisible five seconds before people saw me. Because it'd be weird if people were like, "Oh, I see," talking to you, and then all of a sudden you went invisible. Because yeah. they're like, "Gobel, I know you're here," <laughs> but like it needs to be five seconds before you can like travel back in time. In other exactly. words, exactly, go invisible, right? Okay. So then I would say something like, um, "I brought up this really weird topic on um, on the marriage retreat." Okay. <sighs> I all right. I'm just gonna mention <laughs> you it. wanted to do over. <laughs> yes. So uh, my parishioners have a sewing club. Okay. And in the sewing club, they make um, they make hats for people with cancer. They make uh, like outfits for kids in the NICU unit. Oh. They make the little frontals for walkers. You know. Okay. Yeah. And they make these things uh, that are uh, prosthetic items for people who have gone through mastectomies. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I had absolutely no idea that they did this. Okay. And uh, a lady at my parish said, quote, um, I didn't know you made ditties here. And I was like, ditties? And then she goes, she got really embarrassed and she oh. was like, you know, shut down. And I was like, oh, that's great, you know. <laughs> so I decided to bring this up to a bunch of mar- like, you and know. You still didn't know what it was. Oh, I knew what oh, it was. Okay. I knew what it was okay. by then. Okay. But this girl was talking about uh, these, uh, you can buy these sports bras that uh, actually have you could put hard alcohol in Uh-oh. and smuggle to it hide. into games, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. you know? And I was like, that's so crazy. And then I brought up this topic and then it just like totally killed the conversation. And at oh. that very moment, I wish I would have had that invisibility <laughs> thing and just gone like this. Bloop. So, and then like five seconds, they're like, oh, Gobel left. I don't know where he went. <laughs> Time traveling and invisibility. So you want wisdom. Yes, I want, I want wisdom mm. as a real virtue. King Solomon. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's I guess that's a total cop out because that's in the Bible. But but uh, it's honestly it's just it comes from the more my my biggest insecurity of being a priest is just kind of saying the wrong thing. In I just I just never know. Yeah. Someone, it, 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 you, somebody walks out of the room and you're like, I have no idea if I said the wrong thing or not. I didn't get any affirmation or condemnation, and so it's right. just up in the air. So yeah, like you want to know when is the right time to bring up prosthetic. <laughs> Items for people with mammograms or, or mastectomies. Mastectomies, <laughs> exactly. What is the right time for that? And wisdom would help with that. Um, technically, I, I I don't know if I would allow that because I don't know if wisdom is a virtue. Yeah, it's really a gift. Um, that way, but like you know, I, I I hear what you're saying. So in other words, so, something something that I put effort into and build. But up practical habit. practical wisdom practical wisdom is is a virtue. To know and do as the just man would think yes. and do. So um, one of the often uh, mentioned ones, especially for people uh, with a more of an irascible nature, like a more uh, irritable nature. Patience. Patience. Nice. Patience, my patience. love. Patience. So I talked on patience. Father Matt was very kind enough mm. 
to give me uh, that topic, which I almost wish he would have chose a different one because I had another talk ready for that, and then I could have just recycled, you know? Some people have these talks that they just pull out and they, oh, they yeah. can just, you know, give wherever. And uh, I'm still young enough and lazy, like, that I actually have to do a new one every once in a while, and it's a lot of work. Yeah. So, anyways, patience. So I had, to learn, I had to look up what is patience. I know about patience through Guns N' Roses. Okay. That's pretty much it, you know? I mean, I need you to quote it for me. I'm not, I'm not picking up what you're laying down. Well, he says... Um, uh, Which song, I guess? Patience. It's called Patience. Oh, sorry. I, I, I Just know, a I little know, like, patience. I only know like two guys. Yeah. Some on patience. I'm going, I'm going through Take Me Down to the Paradise City in my head. And- I've been walking the streets tonight. Um, patience. Patience is like... Uh, life stinks, and I just got to bear it. Mm. And I was like, gosh, it's got to be more than that, right? Patience yeah. has to be more than just, like, you're at the store. Like, I use the example of the Honey Baked Ham Company. Okay. One of my personers went to the Honey Baked Ham Company uh, mm. on the Thursday before Easter Sunday, Holy Thursday. Oh. Do you know how long the wait was? Can't even imagine. Hour and a half. Wow. Hour and a half for Honey Baked Ham. Would wow. you wait that long? No. I mean, Honey Baked Ham is good. I mean, if I had a family and, like, they all wanted it, maybe. Right. But, like, I mean, there are times where you have to, you have, to have patience. Yeah. Like, you're getting in, you're, you're going to go on a roller coaster, yeah. you know? See, see, patience to me means more like, I need to sit through somebody, I need to sit through a, an hour-long conversation with someone who I really struggle with, de- like, like, being patient with them. That's, that's, that's my, what I think of patience is not, like, just enduring something boring, but it's like not reacting right. negatively in a situation where everything in, everything in me wants to make an excuse and leave or to you know, get mad and angry or something like that. Right. Yeah. Enduring, uh, enduring in suffering isn't yeah. just simply like waiting, right. like you wait at the Honey Baked Ham Company or like you wait through um, whatever, this difficult conversation. Yeah. It's also like... Um, through the difficult times, the suffering times, people with cancer, people with uh, that have lost their job, they have to they have to have patience. So this is the, this is why I think we've we've got to know a little bit more about the virtue that we're looking to grow in, because in order to actually obtain a virtue, you have to first know like yeah. what is the virtue, so that you can begin doing it, or so that you can see persons who have exhibited patience. And then you can say, I should be more like that person. Yeah. Okay. So if you had to pick one patient person in the world, a saint, who would you, who would you say? I just had a directee last night ask me for saints who are good at patience. No way. I have not put the work, I have not put the work in yet. So if you know any, help me Perfect. out Perfect. Yeah. I think, I think she might even be a listener. Well, I mean, um, maybe I'll ask you at the end. The, the first one that comes to mind is St. John Paul II. Okay. I think St. John Paul II exhibited patience, as we will see uh, from, this, uh, from the definitions, because patience comes from passio, meaning to suffer. Mm. Um, and uh, to suffer well is the patient man. Yeah. Um, and uh, he put on full display uh, how to suffer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if, if I had to actually you know, flip it again, like if you knew somebody who knew how to suffer well... Yeah, you know, you probably would come up with, oh yeah, yeah. There's, there's different people, and I'd say my dad certainly. Oh yeah, yeah, 
Right. I mean, I would agree. Like, your dad, he doesn't bear the marks of somebody who is constantly um, dealing with pain or anxiety or whatever else. And yet, like, he has a pretty... um, what is the word? He's he he has good equilibrium. Yeah, like he's balanced. Yeah, and he's he's you'd never. I mean, we're talking about my, my dad has uh, suffering from Agent Orange and from that congestive heart failure, sleep apnea, asthma, all these things, and so he has good mm-hmm. days and bad days. And but uh, but it's yeah. I mean, I, you you'd never know spending Thanksgiving with him. I had a friend over. You know, she never knew, and people like that. You you just never know. He yeah. definitely bears it well. With, so with endurance. So when you're asking, when you're asking for patience, you're actually asking for suffering. Oof. Because in order, in order to exercise the virtue of patience, yeah. you have to suffer. Yeah. You don't need patience when you're not suffering. Yeah. Like when I'm having the best day of my life, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know if I exhibit patience because I I don't know if uh, well, there's no opportunity. I don't know. Like some of the best days of my life are fishing. You gotta be okay. patient uh, if you're fishing. Wow. But that's kind of different. Enjoyable. Anyway, so we're going to get to what is patience. Here we go. Are you going to talk about the root of it? Because if not, I'm going to look it up. Pasio? Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Patience comes from pasio, uh, meaning to suffer. Okay. Like the same wor- root word where we get the passion. Right. You probably said that. Sorry about that. So uh, here's some definitions. Uh, patience is the virtue by which a man bears up against the evils that tend to make him sad and to break his spirit. Hmm. Patience is the virtue by which a man bears up against the evils that tend to make him sad and to break his spirit. Secondly, uh, another definition, patience, after all, deals with the sorrows of life. It holds the soul upright under the crushing blows of sorrow. Oof, I like that. So patience has to do with sorrow. Sorrows are the things that make us sad because they are difficult. Um, they're painful. Yeah. Uh, we have pleasures. And we have joys and delights, and we don't have to exercise patience while we're dealing with those things. But when it comes to um, when it comes to sorrows, difficulties, um, evils, we are we are we tend to react to them in such a way that we uh, don't uh, seek the good anymore. So the person who sees the line for the honey baked ham yeah. may say to themselves, "It's it's not worth it." Yeah. It's not worth that sorrow. It's not worth that difficulty. So I'm going to check out. So I don't think that the good of honey baked ham is worth it. Okay. Yeah. But what about what about uh, cancer? Yeah. What about um, what about a difficult diagnosis where it's going to affect uh, your spouse yeah. or uh, perhaps like the way in which you and your spouse relate, even intimately? How do you how do you say like how do you deal with that? You need patience yeah. to be able to bear up against the sorrows of life and endure them uh, with, uh, with confidence, with, with hope, with, uh, yeah, with joy. Yeah. I was thinking, uh, I just had a conversation with Anthony Golish, shout out for like the 20th time. Hello. Um, but she, uh, she's into the second trimester of her pregnancy and, uh, Right. And it's perfect just morning sickness. And I thought, yeah. you know, like the endurance of pregnancy, but you have the obvious joy at the end. It's like, it's like, this is worth it because as the scripture says, a child's going to be born. But if, but with like the cancer of your own or your spouse's, like you don't know where the good is. Like you don't even know that there's going to be good other than heaven. 
you know. True. But that you, you don't even know if they're, I mean, are we enduring this because there's going to be healing? Are we enduring this just forever? I mean, that that that's where patience takes on a whole other meaning for me is like just in, endure until God says you're done, mm-hmm. not, not until you can predict it. So uh, to keep your eyes fixed on the good, you know, for the sake of the good that lie before him, Jesus uh, endured the cross. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Jesus had his eyes fixed on that uh, good, but he didn't just endure the passion, just kind of saying, uh, this isn't happening. I'm not dealing with it. I'm just going to keep my eyes fixed on this other thing. Yeah. Like a woman who is, you know, pregnant and, uh, you know, going through that is not just saying, at some point I'll be rid of this child. At some point I'll be rid of this child. Maybe they are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we might get a few emails saying otherwise. <laughs> um, shout out to, uh, I don't think she actually did this, but to Jordan and Brenna Marvel. She just had her baby and oh my gosh, she, she went through it. Uh, just like Erica Johnson. Erica Johnson's like my little warrior. Mm-hmm. She, she, she had to rope that pregnancy uh, from day one. It was tough. And, um, and then it was done. But like, uh, so you can keep your eyes fixed on the good, and the good uh, draws you towards itself. You actually feel this impulse mm-hmm. to unite yourself with that good. Mm-hmm. But uh, hope is what says, I can get over this difficulty. Okay. Okay. Patience isn't related primarily to hope as much as, as, much as patience is related Okay, now what do I do with all of the sicknesses, all of the chemo, all of the uh, th- foods that I can't eat? Yeah. Uh, like finding a job. Like, what if I'm rejected? What if we go months without this? Yeah. It's actually saying all of those, all of those little or big sufferings, those evils. How do we endure through them? Yeah. And we endure through them because they're real through patience. Patience isn't like, I will get over this. Patience is, while I'm going through this crap, I need help uh, from something else. And patience is that virtue that, that motivates us to uh, persevere through those, uh, through those difficult moments. And patience bears fruit. Like the, this, it's not just a, I'm waiting until I get the good of it, but there's good happening right now, and my active endurance, my active patience will bear good fruit. Yep. In fact, patience is a fruit, Father Michael. Well oh, done. Yeah, 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 sorry. <laughs> uh, no, it's, I mean, it's coming later, but uh, I know, see, yeah. one of the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. Um, in contrast, the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, Kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So patience is included in this nexus of when we are in the Spirit, we know we can endure even difficult things. We can can have patience. uh, We can suffer through even trials and tribulations. St. Paul says, rejoice in hope, endure in affliction, persevere in prayer. And the persevere in the Latin is actually paciences, patience. Tientes, pacientes. Passion through. Passion through. Yeah. Suffer through. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of times people just say, well, offer it up. Right. You know, offer it up. And that's like saying, well, there's a greater good or there are other people that are suffering, so offer it up for them. But in the midst of it, in the midst of trial, you have to have something that just says, how are you here with me? Yeah. And people who are suffering tend to feel alone. Yeah. 
Whoa, shoot. What was that line? Oh, yeah. Fa- uh, mandolin Orange. Mandolin Orange is my shower music right now. Okay. I mean, I've gone through a lot, but uh, Mandolin Orange is super good. Hmm. Uh, recently, it was replaced by Taze uh, uh-huh. for nice. uh, reasons of uh, self, self, um, self-knowledge. self Like, I just hmm. need to know more about music that's out there for liturgy. Uh, but Mandolin Orange, it says, um, few go... Uh, uh, most go grow weak through anger. Few go grow weak through pain. Hmm. Many grow weak in anger. Yeah. Few grow weak in pain. Yeah. So anger can exhaust us in such a way, but like, like it, it doesn't mean that you're you're going to be lost through suffering. But it sure feels that way. Yeah. It feels like I'm being destroyed. Everything that I love is being destroyed. But if you have patience, you you kind of have this confidence. I'm I'm. Going through these difficult things, but I'm not alone. Yeah, I'm I'm in the presence of someone else, something else, and I can endure this because, um, yeah, because, uh, gosh, there. I think it ultimately, at its root, it's because we have this intimate connection with the cross through baptism. Yeah, I, I've been saying for a while now in homilies, and I don't think I got this from anywhere. So I hope it's not near heretical, but. Been saying like that. There's only one cross. It's the cross of Christ, and it's it's already been carried. It's been carried well, and so my cross that I carry when I follow Him, quote follow Him, is the same cross. And what that shows is it is an absolute unity in suffering. It's already been done. It was done well, and when we participate in the carrying of that same cross of Christ. There, there has to be unity in that. I have to be united with him because there's only one cross, and he's obviously united with me. So when we do take up our cross and follow him, we're carrying a cross that's already been carried. It was carried well, and he, he's, he's our companion in carrying it. You know, that yoke is, is easy and light because he's already carried it and because he carries it with us. And so, you know, in, in a sense, I'm, you know, thinking out loud here, but in in times of rejoicing, if we we can, you know, especially in this day and age, we, we'll jump on our phones and you know distract ourselves through funny videos. We're, we're kind of laughing alone, and th- there is a certain loneliness in in our modern distractions. But there is objectively no loneliness in enduring suffering, because every time we that's kind of actually related to my topic that we'll do after this. Um, but but there's there's a if you're doing it right, if you're suffering correctly, there, there is, you're never alone. You're, you're, you're guaranteed that Christ is there present with you because he's the one that, he's really the one that endures suffering. And if we're doing it eloquently at all, then he's objectively there. Yeah. It's the way of the cross. It's the way of the cross, not Candyland. Yeah. I like Candyland, yeah. like, especially when I set the deck. I did that as a kid. I would wait until my uh, friends would go into the bathroom or something like that. And then I would like uh, give myself a, a lead. Mm-hmm. And then I would always like make it seem like, oh no, look at that. I got plumpy. And then I would go back to the very beginning. And I'd be like, oh man, gosh, how am I going to get back? I mean, how am I, how am I eventually going to win? And then I would just let them. I mean, I did, I don't know. I don't know how many times I did this, but. Um, <laughs> then I would let them keep going. I didn't okay. just throw in a few random cards or whatever, sure. but then I would make sure like the odd number cards was going to come to me. And then I just plop down queen frosting <laughs> and just, you know, way to the beginning. So, I mean, in, in Candyland, you go back and then you go forward, Yeah, you know, you can get stuck, Yeah, but like, 
in life, I mean, you're you're gonna get stuck for a while. Yeah. I had somebody just the other day, they said, I wanna make I wanna make a major decision in my life. And I go, BS, don't make that decision for two years. Wow. Because they they just went through a major crisis. And they told you what the decision was. Kind of. Okay. But I was like, I was like, you're looking to make a decision. You're looking to make a decision because you're suffering. Hmm. And right now you just need to suffer. Wow. Instead of like, there's gotta be something else. I I must be doing something wrong. Let's let's figure this out. Yeah. It's like just go through it. Yeah. Just get through it. The other day I was mad at myself because um I didn't have anything planned. Like I I thought that I had a whole lot of um, like time that I was going to be like, oh, I could do this. I could go hunting. I could, you know, see this person, whatever. And and then I ended up just having this time. I was like, what am I going to do with it? And I look, and my room is just an absolute shambles. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to clean my room. So then I spent the first like 15 minutes walking back and forth. <laughs> you know, like, do I actually want to do this? And right. maybe if I move this, it'll just look better. And Nothing was done. And at some point, you just have to start doing yeah. something. And those are the difficulties, and you just got to get through it. Yeah, You're looking at your house, and you're saying, it's really messy. I got to start cleaning. Yeah. You're looking at your life and saying, I've got a lot of sins, or I've got a lot of bad relationships. I've got a lot of addictions. Or, I've got a lot of you know vices, mm-hmm. right? Where do you need to start working? And the good is going to impel you. The love is going to impel you, but uh, you're going to encounter suffering. Yeah. So this is what Thomas says in another part. Patience is possible only when the soul loves something good with a love strong enough to make it bear up under oppressing evils. Patience has to have love at its core. So what is the love? Is it self-love? If it's self-love, you're never going to want to suffer. Right. Or the only reason why you suffer is just for your own satisfaction. Like people who do this thing called like um, ex- exercis, exercis, I don't know, e- exercise. Okay. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> um, so you you love yourself. You're willing to put yourself through all these sufferings, these pains, but like for the sake of something more, no way. Yeah. Or for the sake of someone else, no greater love has one than this than to lay down his life for his friends. Not just to lay down his life for himself. Yeah, a lot of people self love. There's a the the book I'm reading. You recommended it called Loris. Blaha recommended it. Blaha recommended to you, and you recommended Priest of God and uh, Deer Slayer. Yeah. I'm reading it, and, and it's it's definitely engaging. I'm only about halfway through, but there's this great scene where um, the main character uh, encounters this young woman, and she's exhausted, and she's sick, and she's dying, and he he invites her in to get some rest, but the the way she lays down, like there's no pillow, there's nowhere to put her head, mm. so he he lays down on the floor next to her and puts his hand under her head hmm. like to, to, and so he's, he has to stand there for hours with his hand under her head to let her sleep well. And it's like, it, it, in, I mean, it's, it's, it's very romantic and things like that, but it's, th- that's a, an example. When I read that was like, you know, that's a very obvious good and love. Like I'm willing, he said to suffer un- to be uncomfortable for hours so that she can sleep well. And it, it's it's to, I, I've, I'm emptying myself. I'm sacrificing myself for her. But this is allowing her to sleep well. And is and the, the worth is obvious in a situation like that because she's 
there's a very obvious good, namely sleeping well, and I'm sacrificing myself so that she can have a very obvious and measurable good. Yeah. I see this all the time when parents are holding their kids. Yeah. Sometimes I'll pick up a kid and I'm like, oh, this is fun. And then it's like 10 minutes and it's like, I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> like even just a little baby, like you're yeah. trying to protect him. Yeah. But like you get tired. Yeah. And you do all that for the sake of another person. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So the last thing I would say, because um, I, I think we're getting close on time. Uh, the major question is, can I get some help? Like you were saying, do I suffer alone? Mm. Who am I suffering with? And um, this love has to impel us. But like, if we have this love, like, can, can that love, um, can somehow minister some help towards me or some encouragement? The Holy Spirit, through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, administers the gift of fortitude. Hmm. So this is what uh, Thomas says about fortitude. The gift of fortitude is a supernatural habit through which the Holy Spirit strengthens the soul for the practice of virtue with invincible confidence of overcoming any dangers or difficulties that may arise. Invincible confidence. Invincible confidence of overcoming any dangers or difficulties that may arise. Hmm. So we may suffer... And we may suffer long, and it may feel like there's no way out, but the victory is already assured. We have invincible confidence Mm -hmm. through the Holy Spirit and the gift of fortitude that we will conquer any dangers that might arise, which is fascinating. I mean, you look at some people, and they are going to be defeated. Like, they are dying, or perhaps like they've... I don't know, they've lost, they've lost too much. And yet, like, we have confidence that this is not the end. Yeah. So take, take a practical example. I, I have someone that I've been talking to recently. Imagine going into work for eight hours a day, and uh, I won't tie this into families because that's even longer, but going to work for eight hours a day with someone that is incredibly annoying. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you know, the balloon is back. Um, and you, you know that you have to endure, be patient, have fortitude for eight hours of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, what does somebody do on the way to work trying to psych themselves up and say, I'm going to have to be patient a lot today? So what are, what are like some practical Catholic ways to, based upon this virtue that you would give advice to someone like that? Pray. First and foremost, you ask for the gift. You ask for the gift of Holy Spirit, um, that, and with that comes the fruit of uh, patience and the gift of fortitude. Um, you pray uh, for the difficulties that may arise, that you are able to suffer them well, mm-hmm. and not just suffer them, but like suffer them well with patience. Um, and the other thing that's actually recommended that I talked about in the talk um, is uh, practice mortification. Mm-hmm. And I would say practice mortification for specific reasons around this person or this um, this situation. Yeah. So you actually say, I'm going to listen to my least favorite radio station uh, on the way to work. Okay. Um, I don't know. Like, or I'm instead of listening to music, I'm going to pray a chaplet of divine mercy or whatever. Right. Keep silence. Right. And I'm going to offer it up for the sake of this person. But when I leave work, I'm going to listen to my favorite songs. 
Because it can't all be sadness. Yeah. It can't all be difficulty. Yeah. I, that, that was uh, taken from, uh, from the works of the great Matt Frad. He, he would always say, like, if, if you're sacrificing something, cool. reward yourself some way as well. So, um, like, if, if, you've, if you're fasting from media, make sure that you reward yourself with something else just to define that joy and to define what that might be, what that joy might be. And so, in a sense, that's what I thought. Mortify yourself on the way there. In other words, start building up habitual virtue before you get there. And then what I would say too is, is while you're enduring it, while you're being patient, like understand you are actually growing, like you're becoming a better human being. You're, you're, you're building up, you're having experiences that will help with other experiences in the future. I tell kids in confession all the time, like, you know, cause every kid has the same confession. Um, they say, you know, I, I, hurt my mom and my dad and I hurt my brothers and sisters. Like, you know, it's just all about family, which is beautiful. But and I'll tell them, especially if they're getting near to be teenagers, this is, this is practice for when you get married, you know, or, or, or you have like, right. this is practice for a love of God. But the way that you're learning how to love right now in the good times and the bad, mm-hmm. this is absolutely going to bear fruit when you get married or you have a parish or you're in a convent or a monastery. But it's also all of this is practice for loving God, for, for encountering him and loving God through each other. And so a, an eight hour day that you reward yourself by going to happy hour and having a sour or whatever, like th- when, yep. you, when you do that, you're saying. You say this to the kids? <laughs> when they're 20 and a half. Listen to me, kid. 20 and a half. <laughs> Enjoy. Life is horrible. <laughs> Take what you can. You want my great singing voice? Here's a cigar. Um, yeah, so like you reward yourself and you say, right. I, I've actually become a better man or woman through those eight hours. I'm now better able to endure the things that right. are not just an annoying workmate, but things that might actually have eternal consequences. Yeah, that's the ascetical life. Yeah, the, exactly. The life of exercise. We get the same root word from exercise and ascetical. You've got to work at it, and virtue is a work. Yeah. It's a habit. It's a choice. It's an action. It's you know disciplined, ordered, uh, directed motion towards for the sake of some goal. Yeah. So this is what um, I think it's. This is the book, a companion to the Summa by Farrell. He says. The person who freely embraces suffering no longer fears it and may eventually embrace it with spiritual joy as a means of proving one's love. Normally, there are numerous opportunities in daily life and in the fulfillment of one's duty, duties of state in life for the practice of self-denial. The goal of mortification is to strengthen oneself in the face of temptation and thereby allow virtue to develop. The purpose of self-denial is to control one's natural inclination to excessively self-love. Hmm. Inclination to excessive self-love. So we love ourselves too much. Yeah. And in those situations, sometimes, rightfully so, we're like, this person is onerous or burdensome to me. Mm-hmm. So then I have to ask myself, is it that I love myself too much? Or is it that they love themselves too much and it, it just draws anger out of me? Yeah. So I need to move against that with specific virtues. Yeah. But that situation, I mean, that person who's maybe onerous or burdensome, sometimes we can satisfy that through justice. Because one lady asked me, she's like, can I get angry? Like, and I was like, yeah, you can. But patience says, I can't control this situation. And if I'm seeking this good, I'm going to encounter difficulty. If I want to keep this job, 
I want to provide for my family. I'm going to counter this difficulty. If I can't do anything about it through justice, I have to endure it. Yeah. And I've got to endure it well and keep my uh, keep my cool. Yeah. So, so that's it. Sweet. Good luck, people. Patience is tough. Yeah. But that's it. I would say if you want to hear more about the talk, there's a lot more that I talked about at Light of the World. You can go onto their website, lotw.org. Nice. I'm I believe. Post that on Facebook or something. Christmas, Light of the World, Catholic Church. And actually, this, this flows really well into my topic. Perfect. We'll Sweet. Shout outs. Well, we are going to give a shout out to Patience uh, because some of these people have been waiting quite a long time. <laughs> 17th of December, 2017. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, Almost a year. No, while I was cleaning my room, okay. while I was cleaning my room, I found some old boxes. Whenever I moved out of my old rectory to uh, have the, the renovations done. I put all these things in boxes and just said, I'll deal with it later. Okay. Well, about a year later, I finally deal with it. So, um, and the fruit of patience. Can we start with the fruit? Let's do it. Fathers, thank you for all you do and for bringing your joy, knowledge, and guidance to, the po- to many through the podcast. He goes on, peace, Mike, uh, I think it's Anatil, Anatil, Charlottesville, Virginia. You know why this is important? There was a... <laughs> Check. There's a hundred dollar gift card oh, to yeah, Chipotle okay. in here. Wow, that was like sweet. So then I went and spent a hundred dollars at Chipotle. Sorry, I didn't get you any. Anyways, yeah, you didn't. No, I saved it. Start putting like we're gonna rock it at for Olos at well. Indianapolis. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, thanks to Mike. This one it, that was from August of this year. This is uh, Stephanie Juarez from Dallas, Texas. Um, she she complimented us on one of the podcasts that we did, uh, but she said, "Please enjoy these delicious beaver nuggets as a token of my gratitude for me and my family." I'm pretty sure those were already eaten, consumed, and delighted in. But I just found your <laughs> You're shout out. Pretty sure. <laughs> well, I mean, like I just put them. They're upstairs if you want some. Dig they're through like the cabinet. Year and a half old now. No, I'm I'm oh, sure okay. that we ate these. Okay. Um. So it says if you insist on giving a shout out. From Stephanie Juarez in Dallas, Texas, please give it to my spiritual director, Father Thomas Esposito. He's a Cistercian monk here in Dallas and loves the podcast. He went to the Biblicum with Father Mike. Uh, That's where I've heard that name. Okay. Yes, yes. So, yeah, she's very kind. Sweet. Right? I thought he was one of the only Americans there. Mike? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think one of the only American diocesan priests. Ah, okay. Normally, uh, there's a lot of religious to it. You got any more? Yes. All right. Uh, shout out to Carrie Schmidt from Katie Handley uh, at St. Vincent de Paul School here in Denver. Um, we have a mutual friend in uh, Jared, one of the four owners of Bright Martin. And uh, every time I'd go in there, she has kids, so I'd go in there late at night and Jared would be like, oh, Katie just wanted to see you. So anyway, she ended up having a... A big event there with the St. Vincent de Paul moms. I went in there, met her, and uh, we're going we're to do a fundraiser for St. Vincent de Paul. Like 15 people dinner with me, which is still weird, but fundraiser cool. at Bray Martin. Also, um, Ian Peoples SJ from uh, the Jesuit Post. He interviewed me the mm. other day uh, on the Jesuit Post for, uh, for um, 
just to talk about the companions, talk about the podcast, etc. That should be coming out soon on the Jesuit Post. Um, he wanted me to give a shout out to the Chiswick Hall Formation Community at Fordham in the Bronx in Sweet. New York. So his uh, his formation hall, I guess many of them listen. So shout out to all the Jesuits studying there, Chiswick Hall Formation Community. And finally, um, Danny Lacron from Tellers down the street here. Um, he's one oh, of the yeah. general managers in the evening, and I met him at Jelly, and Danny and Danielle. And uh, anyway, he gave me a free drink coupon for Tellers. I went down there and met a few new people. They might be listening, too. I don't know your guys' names. I forget. I apologize. But the couple that was there a couple nights ago and I met you at the bar, uh, if you're listening, shout out to you, too. And oddly enough, while I was cleaning my room, I found that Tellers coupon that you gave me. I gave it to me. you. Yeah. I couldn't find it. I gave yeah. it to you. That's right. All right. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I, I found the Tellers coupon. Nice. Finally, since we're on the subject, uh, dear Catholic stuff guys, please accept this small gift of beaver nuggets and money for your tireless work with the podcast. I currently live about five hours from my wife and three children while I finish my time in the army. Thank you for your service. Your, uh, I'm saying thank you to your service to you. Uh, your podcast has made the drive back and forth much easier since I have always had something entertaining to listen to. Sincerely, Corey, Lindsay, Gavin, Layla, and Roman Burgraff. Burgriff in Roanoke, Texas. Nice. And um, I found your beaver nuggets while I was cleaning my room as well. <laughs> I you're think being you're very seeing, vulnerable these past couple of podcasts. I think you're seeing a change. Um, but uh, he, I love this part. He says, I am no theologian, but I'm pretty sure that the manna sent from God in the Old Testament is really just beaver nuggets because I believe that man can survive on these alone. Please correct me if I'm wrong. He sent us the sea salted caramel beaver nuggets, ah. which are very interesting. Are, where, where are beaver nuggets from? Like what part of the country? Texas. You, okay, they're all from Texas. Texas. Okay. Yep. So how do you know about these things? How do you know about all these regional foods? Oh, they sent it to us. So I can't remember the first person that sent it to us. It was some podcast listener. That was the first time we ever had them? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, and we had it upstairs at uh, the fireside chat. I was like ah, okay. enthralled by them. Okay. Nice. We got to give a shout out to a few states because okay, I said it. that I was going to do all the states. So to it. all the people in Texas, I think we've already done them. Oklahoma, Arkansas. Okay. Um, what other states are around there? Oklahoma, Texas. Missouri. No, not them. Kansas. Um, Nebraska. Nebraska. I, I feel like we're not going to reach all 50. Iowa. I already gave the shout out oh. to Iowa. They got theirs. Idaho. Idaho might be neglected. I already said Idaho. I oh, think. You did? Really? All right. So okay. FYI, just remember, we're going to seat conference. If you haven't registered, we just registered. Plane tickets are super expensive right now, so... Uh, like get on there ASAP. Yeah. Father Mike is uh, Father Mike, Father John, and myself are all flying on the same flight. So pray that it stays in air, or else it'll be Mike Rap yeah. and the puppets <laughs> for the podcast in the future. <laughs> You're listening to Catholic stuff you should know. This is Father Nathan Goble. It's the top of the hour. 38 degrees in Denver. 48 degrees in um, uh, Dubuque, Iowa. We're signing off from the creepy bedroom of Father Michael O'Loughlin. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.